Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez, Glenn Beck, finally back with us. I feel I like you've been gone forever. Oh, and and I think only today. Yes, only, only today. today yeah. We've missed you. What's Thank the top you. I've story missed talking you? to you. Uh, top story for me is uh, Miley Cyrus. I've got a lot to say about Miley Cyrus licking cakes. Uh, and not even licking it. Well, I just leave it at that. <laughs> licking cakes. I've had enough. Okay, Stu. Uh, Steven Crowder, uh, freedom of speech and feelings. Mm, all right. Mm. And Mr. Andrew Heaton. I have a depressing yet uplifting victory for freedom in Maine. <laughs> I like the question mark attached to that. Because it is. I feel the same way about <laughs> yeah, that story. Yeah, so, well, sometimes, yeah. sometimes freedom's sad. Yeah, it is. <laughs> All right, obviously a lot to get into. First, we want to thank our sponsor, American Financing. Glenn, I know that you were a little bit concerned with doing business with any financing companies. Well, I, I mean, when. starting in, what, 2004, four, five, I started saying... I think it was 2004 when I first started saying, don't take these home loans. It's insane. And everybody was like, oh, no, it's 0% interest. And, and they're giving me half of the house up front. And I own, I own a boat with this now, too. And they're like, don't do this. So when American Financing called me around 2007, I said, no, I don't do mortgage companies. No, because I think you're all shams and thieves. And they were like, whoa. I'm sure uh, they appreciated that. Well, they listened to me. <laughs> they listened to me and they were like, no, Glenn, we, we are not that kind of a mortgage company. That's why we're calling you. We are exactly on the same page. Uh, and I said, yeah, right. Well, you call me after 2008, after the crash. And it was a few months later that it was crashed. Uh, they crashed and they called and they said, our business is good. Our people are good. We're, we didn't have a problem because we never made those stupid loans. And this is a company that actually works for you. They don't get kickbacks from the banks to make the loan. So they are on salary. So they work for you. And they've done it with Stu, where you call and say, hey, I want to do this. And if they think it's not in your best interest, they'll say, you should probably go get that loan for somebody else, which they did to Stu. <laughs> um, and and I, I respect that. It's, it's a group with integrity. And they're not going to put you over the barrel because times are going to change. They're going to get harder. Uh, and then when they do, if you have a, you know, a loan that you can't afford, it's trouble. So just call American Financing, 800-906-2440, AmericanFinancing.net. All right, Glenn. I'd actually like to, because I believe that the more important story is the Steven Crowder story. So okay. can we start with Stu? Yes, okay. yeah, let's start I with I, too, Steven think Crowder. that Stu should begin. And not Miley Cyrus looking cake. Yeah, but that is important. <laughs> it, it is. is important. It is. There is we'll cake on the set today, there so is. that makes it important. Uh, so Steven Crowder, uh, if you haven't followed the saga, it's been pretty amazing. A guy from Vox uh, is a guy that Steven Crowder routinely fact-checked his videos and would occasionally call, call him some saucy names. Saucy. Um, the names that he called himself Yeah, he's, uh, a, he's as well. His tag is Gay Wong. Right. Yeah. And so he would he did use that and a couple of other words that he had called himself several times. And, you know, like, it, it, you know, you could say it's childish. You say you don't like uh, people calling each other names. You know, I, you know, if we all live in that world where there's no nothing offensive and no offensive content, um, you know, I don't I, not a very I haven't funny, picked it up no. lately. Yeah, right. it's not a very He's, funny world. Either. Steven's a comedian, you know, and a commentator. And, you know, sometimes he does things that, you know, that might not be OK in polite society, I suppose. That being said, of course, you know. Stephen Crowder's been called every name in the book a million times by the same people complaining about this now. I know. Um, so he's a Nazi. Yeah, exactly. Like that's I. I'd much rather be called uh, what what Stephen was calling people than mm -hmm. a Nazi. Yeah. Um, much much more offensive to be mm -hmm. called the person who wants to kill millions of Jews. Um, so anyway, he, Which uh, he does not. He does not. Yes, yes, yes. It's a tough one. Um, so anyway, he uh, this guy complains about it and releases a a 
you know, editing every name that Stephen had called him completely out of context over dozens and dozens of segments into one little handy video for everyone to be offended at. And it looks bad. Yeah. It really does look bad. When, it's, when, you've had, when you have a year of context and you've taken all that context out and you've just put three seconds here, three seconds yeah. here, three seconds here, three seconds here, and they might be months apart, it, it looks, looks like bad. All he does is sit right. at home and come up with new insults for this <laughs> right. poor guy. So he tried to, instead of, now, it's an interesting thing. Everybody in the public eye gets this sort of abuse. I've had it. We've all, we've all had it. I've, I've been called the worst things that are imaginable. And Nazi's an easy one, right? I mean, it's like basically the worst thing you can call someone racist. I and take it back, too. I think yeah. you <laughs> Thank you. It took a while, but I think I kind of won you over. Um, but, like, you know, that's what you get in the public eye. It's a sad fact of life. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the idea that uh, taking someone calling you names and then bringing this, instead of escalating and saying, like, I don't like that he called me these names, you could, you could ignore him, you can fight back on the facts, because it's not just he's calling him names. These are lengthy dissertations about the f- mistakes he's making in his work. Mm-hmm. Instead of handling it that way, uh, he goes to YouTube and try to, tries to get Stephen Crowder banned. Now, now, it's not just him. It's Vox. NBC, NBC Universal. Yes. Yeah. So this is a giant mm-hmm. corporation saying, oh, you hurt our feelings. Yeah, he called it cyberbullying. Now, look, that's just ridiculous. It's childish, right? You know, little, ch- I have two children that are five and, or six and seven. Sometimes Zach will say something about Ainsley and Ainsley will cry, right? Like, that's what a, that's what a, that's what a child does in these situations. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, if we cried every time we had an insult uh, on, online about us, we, oh, we'd geez. never, we'd hey, all the time. hey, hey, I won't hear it. Tomorrow's the 75th anniversary of D-Day, and I think we're the same tough Americans okay. that we were. <laughs> Back then, <laughs> I take a deep oh, breath every only. time I go on Twitter. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I pray every night that I'll grow a spine. <laughs> but I mean, like the bottom line is, you can react and in, in, in a million different ways. It's you don't go ban the guy's content. It's just ridiculous. And of course, everyone jumps on his uh, side of this because you know that's what happens. So Stephen releases a an apology, which is a, an absolutely tremendous twenty one minute apology in which he's able to go through every insult he's called everyone from left to right to Me. to Glenn. To coworkers, you to hear what he said about some of the coworkers here. Oh my like, God! Oh my gosh! Absolutely like, slaughtering them. And his point is, I'm an equal opportunity offender, and he's able to go through all of his very funny lines about all these different people. It was brilliant. Um, it was, and it went very, very viral. So, of course, YouTube goes through and actually does the investigation. There's no way if we asked for an investigation, they would do it. NBC Universal asked for one, and they do. They go through and they actually go through all of his shows. And I think like. If you're at YouTube, you might not realize the difference uh, the, from the front from someone like Steven Crowder and whatever, who you want to put out there, Milo, or some person who, who really you could look at and say is truly offensive and has massive problems. Like, Steven is a... And is truly just political. Right. Like, Steven is a commentator. He's, he takes these things seriously. You watch the videos and you can tell he's actually done a lot of work. Uh, it's Very not smart. just a bunch of insults. He's not just some hate monger. So anyway, they, YouTube does this investigation. They figure out, you know what? Stephen actually is okay. We're going to keep his, his uh, channel on. This, of course, infuriates the left even more. I mean, YouTube looked at this and saw these bad words, and now they're still allowing him to be on you the You are telling us, you are sending a message to the LGBTQIWXYZ uh, crowd that this is not a safe place. 
Oh, you've got to be kidding. During Pride Month, even. During Pride Month. There you go. That insult. So after that pushback happens, uh, YouTube, first of all, releases a wide-ranging new content policy in which they ban all hate speech. I mean, they're like pulling like, you know, Holocaust denial documentaries in in full air quotes uh, off of the site. They're doing everything. This is bad. Did Crowder trigger that? Because I I saw that today. They're taking out like all the conspiracy stuff and anything with white supremacy in it. Not directly. Uh, So we don't know it's it's not they're not saying it's because of Steven Crowder it's, I'm sure it's something they've had in the works for a while they've been trying to figure out a way to, to do this but this it certainly is, bad. is a, yeah well yeah this is bad anyway they go back to Crowder now uh, I mean this is I think purely a reaction to the Crowder situation they then demonetize his YouTube page this is something that's worth hundreds of thousands of dollars a year at Easy. least to Steven um, and you know it, it, they're going after him again they want him to pull different links and stuff out I think like the two takeaways here one is like if you are a public figure if any, you're anybody you need to stop worrying about what other people think about you if, people if call you're you a public names, figure get over it everyone who has a twitter handle or facebook is a public figure now yeah if you're commenting and you're saying to the world hey like me you're going to have people who hate you as well, and you're a public figure. And again, this is from the same people who just exposed a, a, a random day laborer in New York to the same type of abuse. They all know this stuff happens. They just they uh, unleashed the world uh, of the Internet against this poor guy in New York. And that guy is a public figure, but he doesn't do it for a living. He's a day laborer. Right. It's right? A, These two actually do this for a living. Yeah. That's part of the deal, man. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's a big part of this. Like, we all have to just grow a backbone. And when you, and I think this is journalism, because this is Fox. It's supposed to be a journalistic site. Journalism as a whole, your job is not to go out there and try to get the other side shut down. I, like, it's fair for, let's say, the New York Times to write a report about Stephen Crowder and the words he says. Mm-hmm. And then they stop, Right. Other people want to get him banned. They can all band together and try to get him banned. But the, the, what's happened now is we have journalists, supposedly, out there just being activists. They're advocating. How come every time, uh, you know, Alex Jones, they, they'll ask, hey, why haven't you banned Alex Jones? Why haven't you banned Alex Jones? How come you're not banning Alex Jones? They become activists. It's not about, uh, it's not about just reporting on the content. You're saying we should engage with ideas we disagree with instead of trying to cut them off at the knees so that no one can be exposed to the pathogen? That is a much better way that, of saying it than I did, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally Anybody is. who works the word pathogen is, yeah. in is either a, solid pathogen a, a use there. science guy or somebody that is just not a, somebody I want to be with at a party. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's saying something. That's yeah. coming from me. Yeah, he doesn't even like parties. Yeah. Um, it's the idea of, t- there is this idea that t- we need to be tolerant of different ideas and realize that, you know what, the world is not designed for you to be safe. It's not a safe space. It is a place where people are going to say crap that you don't like. And you have to grow up, grow a set, and do something about it. You want to fight back against the ideas? Great. Engage on those ideas. But don't just wuss out and try to get everything you don't like banned. I, I'm also I'm, I'm bothered by a, a recurring phenomenon where, and like, I'm, I, I'm an, a nice civil person. I don't really like roughing people up. I'm, uh, not, we've I'm, not, I'm not a provocateur. Yeah. Um, that said, though, I have noticed a, a, a phenomenon in discourse right now where if I don't like what you're saying, rather than going after what you're saying, I'm going to make a character attack against mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what I'm going to try and do is loop it into the most odious thing I can find, which is usually racism, and then if you question whether or not this person's racist, you yourself are racist. Mm-hmm. So you must absolutely forswear this person. person First time that ever happened, I believe in U.S. history that we can find, was with me. I was the first person that we can find that said, "I think this guy is a racist. I think he has 
and I said, not a racist exactly. It's not quite right. He has a deep-seated hatred for the white culture. That's what I said about Barack Obama. And I was immediately branded a racist. We cannot find a time where the guy who said, you know what, I, I think that he's got a race issue here. We cannot find another time where the person who said, I, I think there's a race issue here, was deemed the racist. <laughs> and nobody went, well, now wait a little, let's look at it. Nobody. Yeah. Yeah, it's just you, you're just calling someone else a racist makes you a racist, yeah. which is... Well, Cheryl Atkinson said that in her book that the left perfected it, learned it, and did it on me first. And then they saw, oh, wow, look what we can do. And then they just went hog wild. And now it's everybody. It's everybody. Yeah, well, there's a point. I mean, like, I, I kind of feel like even four years ago, if you're like, this person's racist, everybody would go, whoa, what now? And now it's like, yeah, of course. Everybody, yeah, right. Everybody's yeah. racist. Which we is exactly it. what we said at the time. You can't cry rape if it's not really rape. You can't cry racism if it's not really racism. Because once you do, those words have no meaning anymore. So I'm like, rape. Yeah, right, rape. Every word becomes like a car alarm. When a car alarm goes off in a parking lot, I ain't looking. Yeah. It's like, oh, somebody turn the damn car alarm off. The guy could be breaking in and go, I'm just trying to shut the car alarm off. Whatever. I'll say, too, if you happen to be listening to the podcast and are not a subscriber, uh, the Steven Crowder story should remind you that if you have the funds, if you like this content, you should subscribe. Because these places where everything, like like YouTube, like uh, every social media uh, company, they're coming after conservative voices in particular. Not ju- not exclusively, but in particular. And, you know, places like this, like The Blaze, blazetv.com slash news is what we're doing. News and why. Whatever it is. Whatever it is. Go to blazetv.com and subscribe because it gives people the opportunity to come and, and say what they want to do without the fear of, you know, of the reprisal that we're getting from these other companies. It is, um, it is really, that point is really important. I did not put any time into a YouTube page until this year. We never did YouTube for me. Nothing. I could have had millions of subscribers, but we never did it because we were building this. And we have learned that we have to have that big funnel top. We have to have where the people are. We have to have those people see us outside of a paywall. Otherwise, you can't get them over here. It's not just the money that is going to hurt Steven Crowder. I would bet that Steven Crowder would be like, okay, well, fine. But don't lose my voice on YouTube. And you did it yesterday. He looked in his, he did a search on YouTube for me. You watched a video. Not a single Glenn Beck video came up in his... And I work here. Imagine how, you know yeah. how much Glenn Beck stuff I have in my algorithm? Like, it's <laughs> right. insane. It makes me it, sick. None of it was in his suggested viewing. Not one video. Did get an Andrew Heaton, though. Oh, I was going to say. Right. Did get an Andrew Heaton yeah. one. Yeah. It's the yeah. system yeah. 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 Right. Back in a minute. <laughs> That's true. It was, uh, wow. There were all the recommendations crazy. and then I feel like it's like, it's crazy. Yeah. Not one. What did you... I won. <laughs> That's right. All right, before we get back into the conversation, want to thank our sponsor, Ridiazone. Um, so summer is around the corner. And if there's anyone who knows anything about weight loss, no, I don't. What are you doing? I'm just pushing the cake towards you. I don't want the cake. <laughs> okay, I, I, I want the cake. I can't eat the cake. That's okay, the point. Okay, just put the picture. Okay, can you see the camera on me? Okay. 
Now, put the camera on Sarah. The cake? The cake. It's the cake. This, it's the is, cake this is an advertisement for Ridgie Zone right there. <laughs> you want to look like me with the cake or her with the cake? <laughs> that actually is a great advertisement. It really for is. Zone. I, I, I just, did a, just did a picture thing with this cake, uh, like Miley Cyrus. And it was so much funnier when I was skinny. <laughs> now I looked at it and was just like, oh my gosh, that's sad. Look at what happened to him. Oh my. But uh, Ridgie's Zone has the, the good molecule in olive oil that helps boost your metabolism and help reduce your appetite. And I have to say, it's much more palatable than just downing uh, liters of olive oil. So <laughs> if you're okay. looking to uh, lose Don't some like weight. Don't like it until you try it. <laughs> if you're looking to lose some weight, maybe you've hit a plateau. Whatever the case may be, try Zone. It works for me to maintain. Uh, it can work for you as well. It works for so many of you out there. You've written in. You've said Zone is working for me. So you can go to RiddyZone.com. That's R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E.com. Enter promo code TheBlaze, and you will get 30% off of a three-month supply. It's $1.39 a day. You can invest that much in your health. It's RiddyZone.com. Calm. All right, Glenn, Miley Cyrus licking the cake. So Miley Cyrus, do we have the picture of her licking the cake? Um, yeah, there she is. Abortion is health care. Now, there she is. She was paid, we think, for, by, by Planned Parenthood for this. This is part of a fundraising campaign, so she's raising money for, abort, uh, for Planned Parenthood and abortions. Um, now, there's several layers, no pun intended, to this um, uh, to this story first there's abortion is health care do you have the other do you have a side shot from this uh, because this is the cake uh, and this was made and taken by a photographer who had nothing to do with miley cyrus or planned parenthood or anything else they took that cake and photoshopped it with her okay <laughs> So they didn't, and they didn't ask the guy. They didn't buy the photo. They just stole the photo. Piracy is a crime. Uh, so they just stole it. And the guy who's on their side is like, "You just took my photo and my work." And they said, "Oh, well, we'll tag you. We'll, we'll, you know, give you a shout out." And he's like, "No, I want money. It's my job to do this." Okay, so that's one one level. The other level is Miley Cyrus and her tongue. I've had enough uh, of Miley Cyrus's tongue. Now, maybe you haven't. She uh, clearly hasn't. She is just such... Gross. She is... She. I don't want to characterize her. Um, I, I will say she's crude. Yeah. Can I say that? Yeah, okay. <laughs> but do you remember Hannah Montana? Yes. Yeah, the Disney yes. show? Yes. And I had the opportunity back when I was on CNN to sit with her dad. And I'm like, what are you thinking, dude? <laughs> Watch. The odds of uh, Miley turning into Ron Howard, which meaning sane, um, pretty low. Uh, living in Los Angeles, being a child star, uh, hello, Paris Hilton, Lindsay Lohan, name a million others. Uh, I mean, you know, we're talking security guard city with Gary Coleman. On my wish list of things, I wish Miley would turn into Ron Howard so they'd cast me in a great big movie. Which uh. good for him. But since that's, like you said, it's highly unlikely that right. that's going to happen. Second of all, I really, in reality, I, I know Miley's got a great head on her shoulders. She's got a great heart. Um, you know, I, and, and I, what I've always tried to be to Miley is what I am on the show. I try to be her best friend. I try to be that to all mm. my kids. I try to, to be the one they want to talk to if they're having a problem. You know, I, I, I've always tried to be my kid's friend. And so I think she's going to be all right. 
Yeah, you think wrong. Uh, now that we come back to it, I mean, she has turned into everything that he hoped and her mother hoped uh, that they that she wouldn't be. There is I doubt he could recognize that though, right? Like it's your own daughter. Could you could you, you think he recognizes that? I, I don't think he's been critical of her at all. I haven't seen anything where he's disappointed or he may just be embarrassed. It's I mean, it's, it, it's but that's hard to come out publicly and say I'm disappointed in my daughter. Right, and I think right. too, if your goal is to be your daughter's best friend, you're just going to be supportive. And right. I think it would be hard to see that in anybody's. You kid. don't. I mean, you would get to this point though, and I wouldn't come out publicly and say I'm ashamed of my daughter. Um, I would uh, because I would want my daughter. I would not want to hurt my daughter right. in hopes that at some point she'd come back home, mm-hmm. um, and she might. I mean, it, it usually happens with all of these child stars. They eventually, you know, sober up and uh, and then come back home and 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 learn their lesson. And you would want to be there as a dad. I just feel bad for the family. I feel bad for her, um, you know, because she was a sweet girl, and you, we all saw this. We all saw this coming. And now here he, here she is raised in a Christian home. You know, uh, uh, Billy Ray is a uh, is a strong Christian guy, and he raised her the right way. And for for somebody at this point to be actively run, raising money for Planned Parenthood, this is so far off the hook of hey, rare, safe, legal. This is so far away from that debate now. To throw your money in front of uh, raising money for that organization that will not call a baby a baby at any time until mom says it's a baby is, is nuts. So I, uh, we made this cake today. It looks like a poor man's version of this, and I'm sorry. I, I licked it a, a lot, and, and, yeah, I, that's, there's and a I did lot. chew on it a little bit, too, oh. and eat some. Anyway. Um, I took a photo. Do we have the photo? I don't think we have the photos up yet. They're going to be on. uh, I'm going to tweet them out because I'm uh, using my picture with the cake to announce a fundraiser uh, myself. I am uh, selling this painting for charity, uh, and you'll be able to bid on it. I think we're going to put it on eBay tonight. Do we have it? Yeah, we have it. Okay. So there there it is. Uh, It's uh, next time. I'll just call it Planned Parenthood. and this was inspired by the, um, the, what was it, the the Life Bill that they... Oh, yeah, the uh, Born Alive Act. Born Alive Act. And the recent ruling where you can abort a child due to race. Well, those are two things that Hitler loved. You know, we can kill the baby once it's born. Let's see, does it have any deformities? Does it have the right color is eyes? Yeah. Is it white? Mm-hmm. Is it Aryan? If not, kill it. He also loved the idea of race killing. He was very anti-abortion. Publicly. I mean, it publicly. was a meaningless stand. Yeah, yeah. publicly. Like because he, you were a mom, was supposed to have children, little Aryan children. Right, he didn't want to abort Aryan children. Right, so but he would abort and kill anything else. If you were a Jew that had a baby, he didn't mind doing experiments on the baby and the mother while she was carrying um, And so what we're going to do is we're going to, and I don't want to name the charities just in case they... 
They don't want to be associated with propaganda painting of Hitler. Uh, and I don't know, you know, appropriate for your house to hang. I don't know. <laughs> Can you imagine walking in for like a dinner party and that's just hanging behind the, the table? Oh. I, I feel like I... I would hang that. I would hang that. I mean, I'd hang... You're you. Of course yeah, you I, would. Of course you yeah, would. Hang I mean, <laughs> I don't know what anybody else would do. Now? <laughs> yeah. uh, but anyway, uh, tomorrow it'll be up for auction or later tonight and we'll tweet out. But all of the proceeds will go to uh, pro-life uh, uh, causes. Mm, I love it. All right, back in a minute. Want to lick the cake? Anybody? I After you've already licked it, do the grapefruit turtle. Right. We were just having the oh, conversation earlier uh, about Steven Crowder and the you know, demonetization of his YouTube channel and how important it is that if you are able, sign up for you know, the conservative outlets that you listen to, that you, uh, that you frequent. you got to sign up for a subscription. Um, we don't know when they're going to censor us. We don't no know when hyperbole. we could be going away. How many are really concerned that possibly soon, possibly 10 years from now, your voice will be silenced? You? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Publicly? You, are you worried about public silencing? Yeah. And Andrew's nice to everyone. Yeah, I know. True. I know I am. Please sign up and join us at The Blaze. You can use promo code NEWS, get $10 off of your annual subscription. And bonus, you get overtime, which starts next. We'll see you Yay! there. Up next, enjoy bonus overtime content from the news and why it matters. Available exclusively for podcast listeners and Blaze TV subscribers. Not a subscriber? Start your free trial at blazetv.com. All right, Andrew, you said that you have a story that's depressing and uplifting? It is depressing yet uplifting. I'll tell you why. Um, There is a, a bill that has passed the House and Senate in Maine... It has not passed the, uh, the governor's desk yet. I don't know how that's going to go, but I, I suspect that it's going to be passed to legalize doctor-assisted suicide. Now, that's the depressing bit is I do not feel happy for anybody that's ever in a situation where they would want to kill themselves. I, don't, I, can't, I can't think of a, of a happy suicide scenario mm-hmm. that, that anybody is going to enjoy the, the, uh, the situation that brought them there. That said, though, uh, as a proponent of freedom, I am pleased that this exists. Uh, I feel very strongly that you own your body. Your body is not a public utility owned in trust by the community. You own it. You are the monarch of your body. You're the absolute monarch of your body. And so I I feel strongly that if you want to put something in it, that's your job, it's your business. Uh, And if you want to end your life, uh, while I would, like as your friend, be be very um, concerned with why that might happen. But, you know, if like, I I can think, I'm not going to go through a whole rigmarole of things here. I can think of terrible scenarios that are usually health scenarios in which, I might be, uh, have a terminal disease, and I knew I was going to die, and I knew it was going to be really painful, and I might want to tap out. And that would be my call. Now, not everybody would agree with me. I think um, back when I was religious, I would have said no. Uh, if I were religious, I would, I would view it as, uh, you know, my path has been charted out. I'm not in that camp. And so I, I want the ability to dictate that. And if I were truly uh, compromised to the point where I couldn't, I would want to have some kind of medical official help me so that I wouldn't wound myself and make it even worse for a long period of time. So I don't envy anybody that's in that situation, but I'm pleased that Maine is doing this, and I'm pleased that Maine is moving towards a mindset of you own your body. If you were to be religious, you would just say, you're just saying that you wouldn't do it yourself. You're not saying that you would, you would want it to be illegal. Uh, if, okay, 
so it's, I have to think back here. Sure. When I was religious, when I was Eastern Orthodox and going to church every week, mm-hmm. at that time, my position would have been that suicide is always morally bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that, that at that time, I would have said that even if you're in pain or something like that, um, other people can be learning from you, and, and there might be some sort of um, mission sure. that you are doing, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's hard for me to go back and think about how I would have viewed that yeah. legally. Okay. Um, I, I think now, my, my concern with it legally, and I do think there should be regulations on there. I think there should be some stipulations here. I don't think you should be able to do it if you're under 18. Mm-hmm. Um, I, like there, there actually is a story. I don't know the details on it, but I think it was somebody in uh, Europe who uh, yeah. was, was raped and had some really bad mm-hmm. things happen to her, uh, and her and her family have decided that, that they, she would like to be... I, I, uh, well, I think it's absolutely and terrible. She is dead, by the way. She yeah. is dead. and I, But I would like to clarify, the Daily Wire ran a piece that said that the doctors didn't actually give her anything to terminate her life, but they allowed her to stay in the facility and basically starve herself. Really? Yeah. Not, not a good way to go either. No, but I guess oh, she submitted yeah. for the actual euthanasia and they hadn't accepted it yet. Yeah. But they allowed her, like they promised that they wouldn't. Yeah, force I don't. Her I don't think I would be. Of, I don't think I would be comfortable doing that to somebody. I mean, like, yeah. like I, I think there's enough stuff going on when you're a teenager that I, I wouldn't want that uh, that option available to you. I, I don't think it'd be there. And I'd say, like, like I think the way the main law is stipulated is there have to be a couple of people you know that mm-hmm. are like this person's mentally cognizant, like they know what's going on, they've been diagnosed with whatever the thing is, as opposed to like you're having a really bad day and you just stroll into the hospital and they kill you. Um, I, I think having a, a cooling off period. Um, there, there are a lot of different things you can have there. However, I do think if you are in a situation where you think the rest of your life is going to be untenable, um, you should have that option available to you. Uh, and, I, and I think what you're kind of pointing out with the regulations is you want to err on the side of life, right? Like, you know, yeah. we want to make sure that there's a little bit of, you don't want to I, go, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to, yeah, I don't want to green, I don't want to put anybody on a slip and, slip and slide yeah. that, that's in a bad place <laughs> right. mentally that needs help. Yes. Like, uh, I, I would I prefer to get that person help than just be like, here you go, here's a loaded gun. Yeah. Like, I, you know, I want them to get help, but. I also want that option to be available for people who need it. I think at some level, this conversation is somewhat academic, right? In that it's really impossible to stop you from killing yourself, right? Yeah. I mean, like you're, you're going to be by yourself and you're going to take a bottle of pills. Yeah. If you, you know. So at some level, I think um, uh, it is a bit academic in that you can probably just kill yourself if you want to. And I... I maybe, I mean, maybe, like there could be like a situation if you were in a bad accident or something. Yeah, and it's you, possible. And you didn't have mobility or yeah, something like that. Probably, yes, for the most part, yeah. though, yes. Mm-hmm. And I think like... I, I, as a, as a liber- the libertarian part of me says, you know what, yeah, like the, you should be able to, and we all recognize that you can anyway, so it's, yes, you know, if you want to have these laws passed. I do worry about, like, I, I'm, I'm a yes, I'm with you, but with concern. Sure, um, sure. And I, my and I, I think that's warranted. Yeah, I, I'm worried about how this culture has, you know, it's built upon itself in places like the Netherlands who mm-hmm. did this early, and it, you know, it, it is ha- starting to happen in cases like the one you mentioned, um, where there no, it's no longer this clear-cut situation. I think, like, there's part of this that I think is, you know, we were talking about this in, in terms of slavery earlier on today, and that, like, there are a lot of people who are just really bad racists and thought that slaves should be owned because blacks were inferior. There are a lot of people who are on the other side of that argument. Um, but there is also probably the ma- vast majority of the country who sat there and, and said, look, Every every day since I've been born, people were slaves, and like, yeah, that's the way it is. Like, like, there, there's not. I, I get concerned when when the government says, okay, this is an okay way to go. Let me just, at some level, endorse this as an option. It becomes an option for a lot more people than it would have normally been. Um, I could be wrong on that, and I think there's a part of me, libertarian wise, that says. A, that doesn't matter. People get to make their own choices, even if they're bad ones. And B, like, you know, I don't think necessarily like legalizing, you know, there's a lot of things I would argue against this with. I, I, you do see, though, 
and, and this is happening, I think, a lot in Europe, in that, like, you know, there's a high percentage of people who are dying, who are dying through these laws, an uncomfortably high percentage. And, like, we, you know, life, I think, I worry about this culture, uh, which I favor, a culture of life reversing itself and being more of, like, well, life is somewhat disposable. And, you know, like, if you have X, Y, and Z happen to you, like, yeah, it's a good option to just go kill yourself. It just I, like the message it sends is bad. I think generally speaking, though, I mean, you, when it comes to the government being involved in such things, I mean, I don't think that that's really the role of the government. And there is a bit of deniability in that, like government can't stop it anyway. We have thousands and tens of thousands of suicides without the government saying it's OK. Um, so but again, I would, the message that it sets. I don't like the mess. I don't like the message. And I would argue morally against it. Sure. Strongly. Yeah. Well, However, I don't think the government should be making the decision. Yeah. For it. I, yeah. I, I'm with you on that. I mean, I, it's tough. what you just said, too, it kind of reminds me of, you know, people are going to drink and drive. Right. That doesn't mean that we're just going to embrace it and say it's totally fine if you make this poor decision mm-hmm. um, or if you make a decision that, you know, could endanger others or whatever the case may be. But. I just feel like when the government signs on and endorses it, it sends a message that we just we're comfortable with it now. We think that it's okay, And I I just I mean, there's a reason why the government doesn't do that with everything. To a lesser extent, I think that this same conversation applies with abortion. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, I think like, you know, we've seen this. uh, There's a piece that MSNBC ran uh, yesterday which was talking about a doctor, I think, in the Netherlands again, which there's something going on here, mm. uh, who was at first was taking in the 90s, would bring a boat offshore to a country that had illegal abortion and give abortions on the boat, an abortion boat. Uh, first of all, <laughs> you got to like really, I feel like you got to really be committed to abortion <laughs> to want it done on waves. I mean, I think that is like, you, you, like, maybe I'll give it to you. You really want this one. Um, but I think uh, and now she is doing a similar thing here as, as there's restrictions passed in the U.S., and we should mention here that the U.S.'s laws on abortion are less restrictive than Europe in almost every country. Mm-hmm. Uh, really? Yeah, yeah almost every country. Like because, follow up on that. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd be happy to send you the, a piece I did on it. But, uh, yeah, it's true in that, like, there's usually more restrictions uh, in, in Europe. You have to wait. You have to get approval by doctors. There's all sorts of things that you have to do in most countries. There's a couple of exceptions to that, but there, there's not many. Um, but what they're doing now is they're sending... Online pharmacies are sending abortion pills from the Netherlands to women here who are just taking them here. Um, and so, like, at some level, like, people who really super duper want abortions are going to be able to get abortions, whether Roe versus Wade and all this stuff, uh, it, you know, it's going to wind up happening at some level anyway. It's going to be harder. And I think there is a there is something to be said for a country that has the right to life as one of in one of its this right at the beginning of one of its founding documents. I think it's an important thing to protect. And it's a statement at some level as well. Um, However, I do think when you have a choice, like if we could somehow come up with technology that can communicate to uh, the baby in the womb and the baby said, you know what, I got to be honest with you, like I she my mom doesn't make enough money. Uh, She doesn't seem like she's going to be a good mom. She's on drugs and stuff like I'm fine just checking out. I would be fine with abortion. <laughs> Unfortunately, like taking that right away from a, a, a being that does not have the ability to to say, yeah, you know what, uh, you know, I, this might be a bad decision, but it's my decision. Mm-hmm. And that's why I, I tend to be on the other side of it when it comes to the end of life yeah. stuff, because like as uncomfortable it is for me to somewhat say, all right, you can do that if you want to. As long as it's someone's yeah, yeah. choice. You, your, your autonomy is undisputed in that. I, th- I think the, the, the murky element for me for abortion conversations, are like as I've, I've previously established on the show, I do think you have complete sovereignty of your body. Where it yeah. becomes murky is if there's another body on there that mm-hmm. we are going to recognize yeah. as an autonomous person. Now, I do think 
a week before you give birth, you are like that is a kid mm -hmm. at that point. I would not be okay with you doing an elective. I do think a week after conceived, it's not. Mm -hmm. So there is some gray zone there. I don't know where it is. It really bothers me a lot. I think it's why I'll probably never be hardcore one way or the other because yeah. I don't have a method by which to determine that. But that that murkiness is not there when it comes to physician-assisted suicide. The only the only person that that's being, or I suppose the doctor's involved, but the decision maker is unquestioned in that instance. Whereas yeah. with with what you're talking about with abortion, it's you know. It, it's, it's harder to determine or there are two people. Yeah, right, right, right. And I think like that, that's the thing is like there are situations, even like a situation like a Terry Schiavo situation where we don't know, right? Like, I mean, if you go back to that story, like, you know, her husband said, you know, I, I she wanted to check out as soon as this happened in a whimsical conversation while watching a movie, which is a, a weird standard to set. But I mean, you know, the, the parents were like, she was very clear that she she wanted to live and she would never want to want to die in this situation. When those situations come up, I think you have to err on life on the side of life if you don't have input from that person. But when there's a person who's of sound mind, as, as much as we can recognize that, and, and decides that they want to do that, it makes me incredibly uncomfortable, and I would argue every minute of my life to try to you know, argue someone out of that, of doing that. It is your body. It is your right. And we're, you, know, like you have to have the ability to do, to do that. It's just... I just don't like it. Yeah. Is it okay? Yeah. Is it okay to be in that position where it's probably I, I have? Yeah. I don't. I don't like it. It makes me feel really bad. Uh, but I just well, I, see, I, when I it comes to government, someone I, I who think didn't could, feel that way. I, I, th I, think. I think you guys could also, I think, very reasonably take the the position that it's always sinful to commit suicide. I mean, that's I think the the position of the Catholic Church is basically that suicide is yeah. always bad. There, there's sort of a provision now that. It might be. It might have been okay because the person was in a mentally ill space, but it's never a permissible thing. Right? I think that's okay. But that's the thing with freedom. Is a lot of the time with freedom, it's like, look, it's we, we, we want to have a system where you like that when when it's something that doesn't impact another person, you have the ability to make the decision, even if it's morally unconscionable. Right. More and the moral line is different than the government line. We yeah. make this point all the time. There's tons of stuff I think suck in our society, but you allow it because you know, look, it's it's the government should not be the ones influencing this. You want to you want to get people to stop doing these things you don't like. Do all you can to talk them out of it, persuade them, do all those things. But the government stepping in and stopping them usually is a bad idea. Can, can I try and like leave on a note of levity? Yes. This? Is that? Can I try and pull yes. this out? Because I knew this Please. was going to be depressing. I'm no. sorry. I just okay. <laughs> it was either this or I was going to talk about tariffs. And we, we already talked about. Tariffs. I had like a really good rant prepared about Trump and the Constitution. And everything. And I'll, I'll bring it back later. Well, you're usually like Mr. Optimistic, so I was hoping for some. I will. Sort okay. Of so so I, I used to be a tour guide in Edinburgh. And if, if you're in Edinburgh, the, the George IV Bridge, which is a, a beautiful span connecting the old town and the new town, there are these little placards along it that say, like, are you feeling depressed? Call the Good Samaritans, um, which is a suicide hotline in mm -hmm. Scotland. Um, uh, now, under Scots law, um, I don't remember all of the details of this, but I think under English law, you can stop someone from killing themselves. Like, the cops can stop you. Under Scots law, you're not, like, you, mm -hmm. you, you have the legal right to kill yourself. And also, if I'm trying to stop you and you jump, I'm morally culpable. So if someone's on the bridge and they're threatening to jump, the, huh. the cops won't do anything. And so uh, a, a couple of years before I was there, a guy was on the bridge and uh, was threatening to jump off. And they had to stop all of the traffic down below. So this, I, this is going to get good, I promise. <laughs> the, 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 the Scots in the pub beneath it that couldn't leave got so angry that traffic was stopped that they rolled out speakers and started playing Jump by uh, Van oh Halen. My God. And uh, tried to get the guy to do it. And he eventually fell asleep, fell backwards onto the bridge, and was taken to a hospital where we could assume that he's been given the help he needs. Wow. Because wow. I like how the story's end. If you don't know the end, just assume it ended well. Yes, exactly. Yes. That's the, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He is 11 with us still. That's a pretty psychotic thing to do. 
Yeah. Uh, well, from, it's, welcome to Scotland. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> All right. Yesterday's poll, who is President Trump's biggest threat in 2020? 63% of you said Biden. No surprise there. Uh, 19% Bernie said too. Bernie. Yeah. 14% <laughs> Buttigieg and 4% Warren. I love how Warren is, is not even a factor in the I poll. I know. I, she's having a bit of a moment, though. She's doing. She's uh, improved in it, the polls. She's got a little yeah, brand going uh, for her. Okay, but mm-hmm. for the party who's against old white men, uh, yeah, that is a little strange. They keep, yeah. I, I don't think Biden's nearly as big of a threat as they do. Like, like Biden again. Like, oh man, he said that thing about grabbing women, and then also Joe Biden, like the touching people thing. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But Russia, like Russia, and like Joe Biden's kid. Like, like I, I think like most of the stuff he could lob at him could like knock it on. Really? It'll, it'll negate it. I don't think Joe Biden is a strong threat. Mm. Huh. Interesting. I which, say that as someone means- who would love to see Trump toppled. I don't think Biden's the way to do it. So what you think is going to happen is Biden is going to be their nominee and then Trump will... I, I think he's going to get sucker punched pretty early. I, I, I think really? we're, we're at the point, like, we're, we're at like the, the Jeb is leading the polls phase of yes, the election I right agree, now. I agree. And uh, I don't think he... I, I think he has been... Um, he, you know, he's a, a nice guy. Mm-hmm. Um, people don't like to hate on him for that reason. And so, like, if he left, everybody would love him. But he's about to just get into a really yeah. nasty slap fight. And I don't think he's going to be able to stand it. I, I, I think the stuff that they're going to drag out on him yeah. um, is going to be enough to bury him. He's, I mean, he's a bit of a brawler. I think he would be able... He's, he's actually better designed, I think, to take on Trump than the rest of this field. Yeah. And I think yeah. he's going to... He, it's going to be tougher for him to get out of this primary than I think a lot of people think. Yeah. yeah. All right. Today's poll... <laughs> Do you think abortion is health care? Let us know what you think at the Blaze's Twitter. This one's not going to do well. I, uh, and, and the Blaze's Twitter feed is not going to pr- particularly think. It's, this is going to be, a, this may be lopsided. I, think. I know what <laughs> your answer is. is. I know yes. what your answer is. Yes. Curious what your answer is. I'm not sure, to be honest with you. Like, would, would, it's a lot of things. I don't yeah, think would, it's would you guys Would you guys consider, like, just out of curiosity, would you consider, like, prophylactics health care? Like, like, if your insurance company gave you condoms, would that qualify as health care? Uh, no. no. What, what about birth? Like, uh, what, what about birth control pills? Like yeah, birth control pills. I mean, you go to a doctor for that. I, you you know, an, I think an exam healthcare? for that. Then that would be healthcare. Yeah. Then, then maybe. I don't know. Like, I'm like, I, I'm kind I, of like, I, I would say murder. I wouldn't put in the healthcare category. <laughs> but again, if you if you don't view it as murder, then maybe. Huh? Well, I mean, it's certainly that's that's what the left the the left is, is saying, right? That it is. I think like it's a lot of things. I do think it's just spin though to call it healthcare. Yes. Like, I, like you know it's it's something where and the, the spin is, is is like you've got someone who's we know that one there's there's two beings here in theory and one of them will no longer be there. So to call that healthcare like it seems to fly in the face of the very basics of healthcare which is what you want people to be alive right. and not so all you, you, well, you would not call the euthanasia that the, I was talking about earlier healthcare. I would not. No, no. The, a Dr. Kavorkian was in, a doctor but no I would not. The intended result is always death. Yeah, if the intended so. result is death, it's hard for me to call it healthcare. Though I will say, um, you know, I, I I don't think it's actually a point that most people who are pro-choice believe. Mm-hmm. Like it's you know, it is a it's a it's one of those points that they're just trying. It's like you know, pro-choice is a ridiculous way to summarize yeah. the argument, right? Like I mean, it's it's it has to be pro. It should be pro-abortion and anti-abortion, right? I mean, because pro-choice is like, well, I, I have no position on this whatsoever, but I want someone else to choose, and it's like it's just a ridiculous cop out. But it's one of the most like brilliant pieces of marketing I think in, in American history, where mm-hmm. you can make this about women's choice instead of like mm-hmm. whether because like no one cares. Like I don't. Women can do literally anything they want to their body, with the exception of killing another thing. Like I like I really draw a line there, uh, and like I you know I don't care. Like do you want to get you know plastic surgery? You want to you want to you know get the stuff where you get horns in your head? You want to you start cutting yourself? These things are all horrible, but you could do them. 
I just don't think it's healthcare. I'm going to bring you back to Miley Cyrus before I leave. Could I do that? Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, she, she has the picture of her eating a cake, mm -hmm. right? Yes. There's also, I don't know if they're going to throw it up or not, but there's a picture of her where she's topless and she's got, uh, like, um, grapefruit skins that she's covering up herself with and she's using it to sell hoodies. Lovely. And I was like, why don't we just get a bunch of hot blonde girls selling hoodies instead of federal funding? Like, I'd be for that. <laughs> federal like funding for Planned Parenthood. Like, have the private sector do it. Get a bunch yeah. of hot blonde girls to sell hoodies. That seems like a better yeah, funding mechanism for me. But be by, beyond the abortion part, they should not be getting public funding right. for a million different reasons. But, uh, yeah, that one's still my top one. All right. Uh, let us know what your answer is at the Blaze's Twitter. That's at the Blaze. We'll see you tomorrow. I mean, if it's going to be funded, it should be private. I, I had that in my back pocket. Yeah. And once, once Glenn brought up the Hitler, <laughs> the Hitler portrait, I was like, I don't know. Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.